وسلم إن من إجلال الله تعالى إكرام ذي الشيبة المسلم إلى آخر الحديث أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected and honorable mothers and if I may put it as the grandmothers of the ummad Indeed this is a great honor and being a program that has been specifically put together to honor those who have reached the position and the level of being a grandparent, a nani or a dadi, this is indeed a great honor. And we can understand this honor from a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah's beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that inna min ijlalillahi ta'ala ikrama dhishaybatil muslim that it is from the respect for Allah ta'ala and from honoring Allah ta'ala that a person honors a muslim who has advanced in age now generally this is understood to be somebody who has reached their old age Nowadays, many young people, young in the sense of the worldly understanding, people who are in the early 50s or in the late 40s already start reaching grandparenthood. But in any case, the fact that a person has now become a grandparent, it shows that the person has advanced in age to some point. And Nabi Salaam is saying that to Honor a person of advanced age is part of the respect of Allah Ta'ala. A Muslim who has advanced in age, this person deserves honor, deserves respect. And therefore, it is only correct and proper that they be given the honor that they deserve. If one thinks about it, then what is the right of the mother and how much of uh, honor and respect shariat has accorded to the mother, then this is something that cannot be found in any other situation in terms of the relationships that we have with people. So if this is the right of the mother and the respect and the honor of the mother, then the grandmother is also the mother's mother or the father's mother so this respect then moves on one step beyond the parents to the grandparents also. So this is something which in deen, in Islam, Allah Ta'ala has made it a thing of great honor that a person has grandparents, person has great grandparents sometimes. Unfortunately, it is a western concept and the western life that has separated parents from children grandparents from grandchildren and everybody lives their own life 
So because of the Western influence on children, Western influence on grandchildren, they tend to neglect their own parents, they neglect their grandparents. This is the effect of Westernism, this is the effect of an alien culture. Islam has taught us something very different. So on the one hand, the purpose of this kind of program is to try and enable us and the public at large also to understand that this is the position, the honor, the status, the respect that Allah Ta'ala has accorded to parents, to grandparents. Though today the grandparents themselves are present, but on various other occasions the rest of the public is addressed and advised that what is the right of parents, what is the right of grandparents, how they should be respecting them, how they should be honoring them. The other part is that as a person advances in age, now many a times a person then becomes a little uh, infirm, is not able to do the things that one could do in one's youth, in one's younger days, in one's middle ages. So as a result, many a times people feel very low, very depressed, Allah Ta'ala forbid, that now I cannot do anything. But Allah Ta'ala's grace is such that when a person due to old age cannot do those a'mal, those actions, those deeds that one did in one's younger days, when one was fit, one was healthy, person had that vigor and that strength to make much nafil salah, to recite the Qur'an Sharif many paras a day, to be engaged in many other amal of deen, and now come the old age, one is not capable of doing that, as a result of not being able, as a result of old age, a person could not now continue with those amal, Allah Ta'ala's grace is such that the rewards of those amal still continue. Though the person now is not physically able to do that which one did in one's younger days, or which one did in one's healthy days, and now illness has come. So as a result of the illness one cannot continue, Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy is so great that for free, nobody else will do this. In the world that a person now has stopped working and they give him his full salary perpetually. He has to work and work and save and put into some account and then after that he'll get some fraction of it. But here Allah Ta'ala is giving the entire reward for free. You don't do it and you still get your full reward because you were doing it when you were healthy, when you were younger. One lesson we learn in this is that those of us who are still able to do some things, whatever possible, obviously within the limits that we can manage, that we should not allow that time to just while away. We should be trying to engage ourselves in whatever amal we can. Perhaps somebody has the ability still to perform nafil salah, so they will make the ishraq, the chasht, the awabin, the tahajjud, whatever two two rakats at a time, whatever we can manage. Somebody has the ability to do it, then we will try and do it. We might have heard the word tahajjud and got worried that now to wake up in the early part of the morning is a very difficult thing for me. How am I going to do it? Some do it, mashallah, very good, excellent. Some cannot wake up in the early part of the morning. Then even after the Isha Salah at night, a person has performed the Isha Salah and they performed the Sunnat Mu'akkada, the two Sunnats. Then after the two Sunnats, before the Witr, this is the better way to do it. 
after the sunnahs, two more rakats or four more rakats, whatever Allah Ta'ala gives tawfiq, with the niyat of qiyamul layl, with the niyat of tahajjud, one will get all those rewards of tahajjud inshallah. Though the better reward and the greater benefit is in the last part of the night, but one will still not be deprived. In the hadith, Nabi Islam says, Alaykum miqiyamil layl, fa'innahu da'bu salihina qablakum. That you do perform the Qiyamul Layl, the night salah. Hold on to this. That's a tahajjud, the night salah. فَإِنَّهُ دَأْبُ الصَّالِحِينَ قَبْلَكُمْ This has been the way of all the pious people before you. وَقُرْبَةٌ لَكُمْ إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ It's a means of getting very close to Allah Ta'ala. وَمُكَفِّرَةٌ لِلسَّيِّعَاتِ It's a means of the forgiveness of your sins. وَمَرْضَاتٌ لِلرَّبِّ It makes Allah Ta'ala pleased. Uh, it becomes a barrier and a protection and safeguard against sins. Now, what great, great rewards for the tahajjud salah. So, somebody has the ability, and this now is such an easy way to get the tahajjud reward. That after the Isha Farud, you perform the two rakats, and now you're performing this, another two rakats or four rakats of nafil with the niyat of tahajjud, and you're getting all these rewards. And this is becoming a protection from sin. And it's becoming a means of forgiveness of sins. So we can try all this. Now a person became even more elderly. Now one cannot do these things. So whatever one was doing, the rewards are coming in for free now. But provided we were doing it while we could. So now the rewards are coming in for free. So now somebody can do this, they will do it. Somebody has the stencil to be reciting two paras a day, three paras a day. Many of us in this stage of life may not necessarily have the same responsibilities that we had earlier. So now this time, Allah Ta'ala has made it available to us. And this time, to the extent that we can, when it will be spent in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Obviously nobody can, or we don't have the capacity to be engaged the whole 20 or 4 hours in deciding some Qur'an Sharif, in making Nafil Salah, in making Tasbih. But some part of it can be done. Maybe two hours a day. If two hours a day, little bit of it in Nafil Salah, little bit of it spread over the day. Little bit of it in Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. Some of it in Dhikr, in Tasbihat, in Durood Sharif, in Istighfar. But what is the immediate benefit? The real benefit is the Akhirat and the hereafter. But the immediate benefit, the immediate benefit is that to the extent that one will engage in these a'mal, engage in recitation of the Qur'an Sharif, engage in some tasbihat, the simple tasbihat that we can all the time be punctual with, that after every salah, the tasbih fatimi, 33 times subhanallah, 33 times alhamdulillah, and 34 times Allahu Akbar, and then the same tasbih before going to bed. Nabi Wasallam gave this as a gift to his beloved daughter. She had come to request a servant to help with the household chores. And the difficult household chores, not the type of chores today, that for many people the chore of today is to press buttons and get things done. Obviously there is some work involved still, but more or less much of the difficult tasks get done by pressing buttons. In those days she had to grind the flour, forget making the roti. Nowadays the roti, much of the roti is taza roti. But those days they had to grind the flour first. After grinding the flour, then now 
grinding the wheat or the grinding the barley barley to grind it was a difficult task then now that flour was made then they take the flour and make the dough and then make the roti so all this task she had to do she had to go and fetch the water she had to cook on the open fire with all that smoke and fumes and all the difficult tasks and now she's a queen of Jannat and she comes to her beloved father and Nabi Islam had the ability at that time to give preference to his daughter over somebody else because there was a slave available instead of giving it to somebody else he could have given it to his beloved daughter but Nabi Islam gave her tasbih Fatimi and he said to her that this is better for you than a servant and that was Hazrat Fatima radiallahu anha that was the queen of Jannat that she happily accepted it and she said that this I accept wholeheartedly and she did not have any complaint in her heart on her tongue that I needed a servant and my father didn't give me a servant and if my father gave me this tasbihat she was more than happy that she got something better than what she asked for now we want to follow the way of Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha we should hold on to this as well that now this tasbih Fatimi at night before going to bed then during the course of the day hundred times sometimes in the day we are sitting sometimes we are relaxing so hundred times Durud Sharif the short form of Durud Sharif Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam but every Durud one recites Allah Ta'ala is showering down ten blessings ten rahmats ten mercies Allah Ta'ala is showering down and ten stages one is rising in the akhirat one stages are rising and ten sins are getting forgiven of one durood sharif sallallahu alaihi wasallam and then a person decides one durood sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is informed the angels convey that inna lillahi ta'ala malaikatan sayyahina fil ard yuballighuni an ummati assalam nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that allah ta'ala has appointed angels throughout the world and anybody recites durood and salam on Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, then these angels convey that durood to Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And how they convey it with the name of the person that so and so, the daughter of so and so. So the name of the person and the name of the father is also mentioned. Now what an honor, Subhanallah! What an honor that our name gets taken in the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam by the path creation of Allah Ta'ala, the angel and the angel is presenting the durood and saying so and so, the daughter of so and so, what a great honor subhanallah, we cannot imagine that in the presence of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam our name is getting taken so, how simple it is to get this great honor, so a hundred times durood sharif daily, and then a hundred times istighfar and what does this istighfar bring the istighfar brings a lot of great barakat and blessings استغفروا ربكم إنه كان غفارا يرسل السماء عليكم مدرارا ويمددكم بأموال وبنين ويجعل لكم جنات ويجعل لكم أنهارا الله تعالى speaking about the giving the command in the Quran Sharif that uh, make excessive istighfar istighfar keep repenting keep asking Allah تعالى for forgiveness استغفر الله استغفر الله from the depth of the heart from deep down one is to just say it parrot fashion of the tongue but feel it coming out from the depth of the heart and as we are speaking do it a few times say it one or twi- once or twice from the depth of the heart astaghfirullah astaghfirullah and feel the effect coming deep down in the heart feel the peace 
feel the tranquility. So now imagine a person daily, hundred times from the depth of the heart saying, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Now, this is going to bring these barakats. There's so many barakats mentioned in these ayat of the Quran Sharif. Now, the point is that many a times in this stage of life, we feel restless sometimes. We feel that we have been uh, sort of left out from many things. But if we have Allah Ta'ala, then we don't need anything else. We don't need anybody else. Not that others should not do their duty. They must do their duty. Every child must do his duty. Every grandchild must do their duty. But while they are doing their duty, and Allah forbid, Allah forbid if somebody is shirking in their duty, somebody is not fulfilling their duty. But if we have Allah, we have the mercies of Allah showering upon us. We have the rahmat coming down upon us. We have the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. Then we are not dependent on having anybody else. If they come, we'll be happy. If they do what they are supposed to do, we'll be very grateful. And we will also express our appreciation. And that is something we should always be conscious of. That if somebody does something for us, we should not regard it as the person has done their duty. We should always regard it as a favor to us. Never ever worry about what that person is doing, whether it's their duty or not. But anybody does anything, somebody offered us a glass of water, somebody did something for us which merely just comforted us in some way, they said some good words to us, or whatever it may have been, this aspect of shukr, to be grateful to Allah Taala and to be grateful to the servants of Allah Taala as well. It might be our own children, it might be our grandchildren, it might be our daughter-in-law, it might be our son-in-law, it might be some relative, some nephew, some niece, or whoever it may be, some total stranger, somebody in the community has come to do some good favor. What is very important is to acknowledge that favor. In the Hadith, Nabi Wasallam says, مَن لَمْ يَشْكُرِ النَّاسِ لَمْ يَشْكُرِ اللَّهِ The one who is not grateful to mankind, to people, that person has not shown gratitude to Allah Ta'ala also. That person hasn't made shukr to Allah Ta'ala. So we should be very grateful and express the gratitude. The person who is doing something, it may be his duty, it may not be his duty, but when we will express our gratitude, that person to his heart will feel comforted. That person will also feel happy. We also like to be happy. We should also pass on the happiness and pass on the cheer to others as well. So make the person feel happy. Express the gratitude. MashaAllah, Jazakallah, what a thing you've done for me. It might be a small thing. But keep expressing the gratitude and keep making it known that we are grateful. One is to be grateful. That is a very good thing. But to make it known we are grateful also by expressing it, by saying it, saying it again, every now and again and saying it wholeheartedly, saying it in all sincerity. And when a person makes shukr, Allah Ta'ala says, in shakartum la'azidannakum. So that gratitude for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala to people also is shukr to Allah Ta'ala. When a person makes shukr to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala increases that favors. And how will that favor increase? When we sincerely express our gratitude, Allah Ta'ala will open the heart of people more towards us. So in any case, what we were talking about is, that when we have Allah, when we have the love of Allah in our hearts, we have the closeness of Allah Ta'ala, and how we will develop this bond, 
by engaging in those things which Allah Ta'ala's pleasure comes on. Salah, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, tasbih, durood Sharif, istighfar, and then shukr, sabr, being kind and generous. Generous, one is in terms of being kind and generous with things. Being kind and generous in our words That we will speak kind words We will speak good things, soft things Things that will bring cheer to others Bring happiness to others All this will bring the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala to us And now when a person has built this bond When a person has developed this contact with Allah Ta'ala Now for example, somebody has a very close friend That is giving them company And that close friend is sitting with them talking to them, making them feel nice, making them feel comforted. So now if somebody else doesn't come also, the person is very happy because they are with their friend. Now one is that we need this human company also sometimes, but the greatest friend is Allah. We have Allah, we don't need anybody else. Not that others must not do their duty, but we won't be dependent on anyone else for that emotional comfort, for that emotional company. We will have Allah, we have more than everything. Ektu mera to sab mera, zami mera, zami meri falak mera, ektu nahi mera to koi shay nahi meri. Oh, Shaykh Hazrat Mashaaki Mawlakhtar Sahib Rahmatullah Ali, this is his beautiful couplet. He says, Ektu mera to sab mera. Ya Allah, if you are mine, then everything is mine. Falak mera, zami meri. Allah, the skies and the heavens are mine, the earth is mine. Because if you are mine, you are the creator of everything. And whatever you belongs to you then is mine, because you are mine. And iktu nahi mera to koi shay nahi meri. Allah, if you are not mine, then I can have anything, but I've got nothing. Then a person has children, a person has grandchildren, a person has people, a person has... But the person is still in a problem because nobody is giving that comfort. Nobody is giving that happiness. So the real thing is to develop this contact with Allah Ta'ala. And this will come with this amal, And from refraining from those things that bring the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. So when a person will refrain from things that bring Allah Ta'ala's displeasure, whether it is listening to something Allah Ta'ala is displeased with, music and other things, ghibat, backbiting, or speaking with Allah Ta'ala is displeased with, slander, backbiting, talking about things that, whatever is not permissible, or looking at something that is not permissible, or being in places and environments where the environment is wrong, sinful environment, so one is refraining from all this, one is doing the righteous deeds, then the benefit of this will be that the heart will start getting filled with the love of Allah Ta'ala. And one will start feeling the closeness with Allah Ta'ala. And now one has developed that bond, that friendship, then one is never alone, one never feels alone. And one is very happy then. And one is all the time in that contentment. And this is the real thing. When a person is content, then the person is at peace. Then the person is happy. The person who is content is a happy person. And if a person is not content, then the person can have wealth, can have all the luxuries, can have all the comforts, can have every person at their beck and call, can demand things at the pitch of their fingers. But if there is no contentment, then there will be no happiness. Then one day it will be to run for this particular kind of entertainment, 
and that day for that kind of next day for that kind of entertainment and the third day for that hairdressing and for the fourth day for that kind of uh, manicure and pedicure nobody gets old nowadays everybody is very young all the time so for all those things and then there's a coffee party in some coffee shop and then there's a mall party in something else and life just carries on in that chakkar and a person is getting more and more restless all the time and then well tomorrow now I'm waiting for some other invitation to some other tea party and that didn't come so now that makes me depressed but when a person has Allah and then they develop this contentment then that contentment makes a person peaceful then a person doesn't have too many things also the person is very happy and the person is very peaceful and then life becomes a pleasure and now that life now becomes a means of getting even closer to Allah Ta'ala and a person values and treasures every moment Allah Ta'ala has blessed one with indeed life is life life has its challenges unfortunately the western mindset and the western way of life has made life the meaning of life to mean comfort that life means comfort and if there is no comfort there is no life Whereas in deen, there is a very different concept. In deen, life means responsibility. In deen, life means responsibility. Life doesn't mean comfort. And because we have taken this western way of life, so now, for the sake of comfort, people sacrifice responsibility. So people don't want to spend time with their children in things that will bring them closer to deen, as long as a child can be entertained and we can be entertained everybody is happy because comfort is a thing so responsibility comes in the way of comfort sometimes it comes in the way of entertainment comfort is in all this is the same thing entertainment, comfort, luxury moving around here and there and holidaying here and there but at the expense of what? at the expense of the iman of our children at the expense of the akhlaq of our children now we want to be comfortable we want to be in that entertainment mode as well so now we are taking our children to the beachfront now they are in the midst of all that nudity and all that shamelessness but now they are feeling happy so we are feeling happy and everybody is a one big happy family but in the process what is happening now that child is getting caught up in so many vices and as he is growing now and she is growing now so now they are forming all these kinds of illicit relationships but now we decide to just rather turn a blind eye to it because now it's going to upset the apple cart. So now if they're comfortable in that illicit relationship and we comfortable in our way of life, then let it carry on, don't worry. Now that carries on further and then it starts exploding into disasters. But now we were just ignoring it and hoping nothing happens. But this is all shirking responsibility because life became the meaning, the meaning of life became comfort. Whereas life is not comfort. Life is responsibility. Life is effort. And this again comes to one very important part that those who have now been elevated to the status and to the position of grandparents, this brings great honor. Likewise, this brings a lot of responsibility. They are in a position to now guide correctly. They have seen life. They have seen the ups and downs those who are younger haven't seen the ups and downs they have heard about other people's lives 
They have seen other people's lives. They have themselves experienced lives. Their life. And they have seen that what has taken people to success in reality. How many a person was living so called in the lap of luxury. The person finally went and ended up committing suicide Allah forbid. Why? We thought that was success. Now those who are younger they are still thinking it was success. But now our eyes opened up to the reality that no that is not success. If that was success then this person would have been very happy. person wouldn't have committed suicide. But now their eyes haven't opened up. We have to open their eyes to this reality by guiding them in this direction. That look, the real success is not in wealth. Wealth is a need to the extent of necessity. If one has halal wealth and can afford some luxury and comfort with it too, very good, no problem. Use it for the sake of enjoying the ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala, not to boast in front of anybody or to show off to somebody and then to make shukr also. But that is not the object and the purpose of life. Now we have that insight, we have that wisdom who have now grown through this initial stages of life and have come to this point. So we will be in a position to guide the younger people. That look, this is the direction. We have seen those who are grandparents today have seen their grandparents and have seen their parents have seen the haya and modesty and shame in their grandparents. They may not have had many of the facilities available nowadays to learn deen. But what they had was the values of deen. They may not have had so much of knowledge in terms of facts and figures. But they had the essence of knowledge. They had practice in their lives. Now we had the good fortune of seeing these people that they were ready to sacrifice their comforts and luxuries for somebody else's needs. They were prepared to take on responsibility of their children, their grandchildren, their extended families. And they would sacrifice a lot themselves in order to guide the flock, in order to see to other people's upbringing, in order to spend what they had for somebody else's needs. So we saw these values if we are not going to show it to our grandchildren, then tomorrow they will grow up thinking that, well, life is a mean, mean, meaning of life is comfort. The meaning of life is to run around. The meaning of life is to be involved in all kinds of programs here and there. But responsibility, that is not part of life. Now, when they are going to grow up with that, this is not something that obviously applies to everybody. It might not apply to even the majority. But unfortunately, these things are creeping in very fast. They are creeping in very fast. And as a result, the whole concept is changing. So, those who Allah Ta'ala has now brought to this position, together with the honor, they have a double responsibility. To guide their children, keep guiding their children, and to guide their grandchildren. And those of us who are not in that situation where we have the children and grandchildren under our wing in some way or the other, then to, in some way or the other, at least with dua, with regular and constant dua, we are guiding them, helping them, by means of dua for them. But many of us still have this situation where we have influence over our children, influence over our grandchildren. This needs to be guided in the correct way. It needs to be taken forward with responsibility. And this responsibility sometimes demands sacrifices. It demands sometimes sacrifices of pleasure and leisure. It demands sacrifices of free time being spent here and there.
and that time is now being dedicated to be overseeing those children, those grandchildren, especially in their free time, and to guide them correctly, to be encouraging encouraging them towards deen. This is something which is going to become a means of sadaqah jariyah for us on the day of Qiyamah. Nabi Islam was very, very eager to have a big ummat. Nabi Islam said that, فَإِنِّي مُكَاثِرٌ بِكُمُ الْأُمَمَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Nabi Islam said, you marry those kind of women who bear a lot of children because I will be boasting about the numbers of my ummah on the day of Qiyamah. Not the kind of boasting that we understand, but meaning very, feeling very happy about it and being very glad that so many people in my ummah, so, so much more my stages have been raised. So likewise, we will have, sometimes somebody will have maybe 10 grandchildren and somebody 20 grandchildren, the more the merrier and the more the better, because, but together with that, we have to be guiding them towards becoming those kind of people that will become a means of sadaqah jariyah for us. And they will become the means of us being, gaining that greater stages of the akhirat. So, this is what we have to be now, playing this role, this very important role of taking responsibility and guiding and correctly guiding those who are in our wing, under our wing in our flock towards the real objectives of life the real objective of life is deen to please Allah wa ta'ala, to become the true servants of Allah ta'ala. and this is the guarantee of peace in dunya and akhirat not only akhirat akhirat is guaranteed when a person will live their life in this manner but even in dunya when a person has directed their lives according to deen, then they will have peaceful lives in dunya. Challenges of life are with everybody. Who didn't have challenges? Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala he was being dragged on the hot sands of Makkah Mukarramah. Boiling ground. We can't place our foot on that ground for a few seconds. When it is peak, the, the middle of the day, hot summer days. And he is being dragged on those sands. And he's saying, Ahad, Ahad, he's not losing hope. He hasn't become despondent. And he's getting even more stronger in his contact with Allah Ta'ala. That challenge is bringing him closer to Allah Ta'ala. Likewise, all the Sahabiyat, Hazrat Sumayya radiallahu ta'ala anha, she is being martyred, the first martyr in Islam. And, but that is not deterring her. Before being martyred, she was put through so much of difficulties, so much of persecution. But that is not deterring her. And is not making her lose hope. It is not making her despondent. It is making her get stronger in her contact with Allah Ta'ala. So, challenges happen throughout the ages. And throughout the uh, annals of history. But, those who were closer to Allah Ta'ala, they were still content and happy in all that. They were still, their hearts, were, they were pain, feeling pain in their bodies. But their hearts, their hearts were with Allah Ta'ala. Now this is what we have to try and focus towards, that this is what we will adopt, this is what we will guide our family to, our children to, our grandchildren towards. And the other very important thing is that as we get older, as we get in this stage of grandparenthood, then the next responsibility together with guiding towards deen is to maintain that family unity. This becomes the role of grandparents. Lower down, people don't realize the value of this. They don't realize the importance of this. And many, unfortunately, totally ignore it. They discard it. 
Now the grandparents need to play that uniting role. They need to become that uniting force. Sometimes they have to juggle things around. Say something positive to this person to pacify him. And say something positive to that person to pacify them. Not that we will side with one against the other. No, we will pacify both. And bring both to come together. Unfortunately, our society is wrecked with all kinds of problems and all kinds of dissension and discord and disunity and infighting and what not goes about. Grandparents have to play that role. Now sometimes between children, between grandchildren, what not happens? It's the, now the grandparent that will play this unifying force, will bring about this unity. They will pacify this one, say something to this one that will make them happy. Say something to that one, play that unifying role and try to encourage this one to, okay, now overlook it, don't worry. Allah Ta'ala will bless you. And pacify that one also and encourage them. Don't worry, Allah Ta'ala will give you a better reward. Overlook this little bit. Now these are the people who Allah Ta'ala really showers His Rahmat upon them. This role that somebody plays, it is more rewarding than all the tahajjud salah somebody can perform. More rewarding than all the nafil fast throughout the year somebody can keep. More rewarding than billions of rands in sadaqah. This is all from a hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That the greatest reward that a person can get more than all this is the reward of bringing peace between people. Now grandparents are in the position to play this role. To be that unifying force. To be that, play that role of uniting the ummah. So one is we will get the rewards ourselves. This will make us peaceful. It will make us contented. And a contented person is a happy person. And then, otherwise, if we, if we want to just keep ourselves entertained, then that entertainment will always keep restlessness. It's like soda water. For that few moments, it has a very big bubble and a lot of things gushing. After a while, it's flat as anything. So, likewise, entertainment keeps a person going on a high for that short while. Then a person is gone on a low. Now a person is feeling miserable. So now, what are you going to do next? Now try and find some other kind of entertainment this radio channel and that TV and that this and that and the other and then now all kinds of futile discussions and whatever else to try and keep that entertainment going but then that doesn't seem to provide it so something else and that doesn't seem to, now that restlessness is increasing all the time and now to run from here to there and from there to there and this party and that mall and that whatever else and this hairdo and Allah Ta'ala has now made us live life past those stages we have to now focus towards the Akhirat. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَجَاءَكُمُ النَّذِيرُ That has not that time come when Allah Ta'ala has given you that age that you should have taken a lesson and even the warner has come. What is the warner? Some say the warner is that the hair turning grey. That is a warner now. That look, time has come now to focus towards Akhirat. To be preparing to meet Allah Ta'ala. One, some Mufassirin of the view that having grandchildren this is a warner. That now, this has become the life now. How many people live past, many people live past childhood. They come to youth. Many people, and some finish off in their childhood. Then many people live past youth. Some finish off in their youth, they go to their cover. But many people live past youth. They come to their adulthood. Then some finish off right there, they go to the cover. Some live beyond that adulthood. They become parents someday. They become come to the middle ages. And many, many go away from that point. And some live beyond that. Allah Ta'ala keeps them going. 
they come into grandparenthood. But then how many do make it from there to great grandparenthood? And after that, very, very few. So now a person has come to a very crucial stage in life. A person has become a grandparent. Allah's father, I've also become a grandparent. So I'm talking to myself as well. That now the warner has come. That now you're a grandparent. Now start focusing towards the akhirat. Now this life of dunya, this far behind. Yes, life will carry on. The needs of life will carry on. We will see to whatever our necessities are. But the full focus now towards the akhirat. Like a person now running some marathon. Now the last kilometer is left. That last kilometer the person puts his full focus now. And then the last few meters the person is dashing. So now we don't know what our life is left. But whatever is left is a great na'mat from Allah Ta'ala. So to use it correctly. To use it to try and earn the maximum of of the akhirat. To use it to try to bring about this happiness in families to be acknowledging and expressing gratitude to others making shukr to them making others feel happy helping in whichever way we can and getting closer to Allah Ta'ala bringing those a'mal in our lives the tilawat of the Quran Sharif the tasbihat the durud Sharif the istighfar and being a means of bringing the same kind of life to others as well by encouraging them then we'll find that contentment coming in our hearts in our lives, we'll find that peace and happiness and we'll become the means of that peace and happiness for others as well. So may Allah wa ta'ala keep each one with afiyat. Allah ta'ala give complete shifa and afiyat to anybody who might be suffering from any kind of illness, any ailment, any difficulty. Allah ta'ala give happiness to one and all. Allah ta'ala fill each one's heart with complete uh, contentment and happiness. Allah ta'ala shower his rahmat on one and all. Allah ta'ala fulfill each one's needs and pious aspirations, Allah Ta'ala grant all the best of dunya and the greatest rewards of the akhirat wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu rabbana walamna anfusana ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا حما إلا فرجته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين الله العالمين يا الله most merciful Allah most gracious Allah most kind Allah most loving Allah Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive all our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever we've done in our lives that was not according to your command, was not according to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you've blessed us with so much of life, Ya Allah. Some passed away in their infancy, Ya Allah. Some passed away in their youth, Ya Allah. Some passed away in their early ages, Ya Allah. Some passed away in their middle ages, Ya Allah. 
Allah, you brought us to this stage of our life that we have today become grandparents, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what a great na'mat you've given us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, but how we have misused this na'mat that we've wasted so much of our time, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give us the tawfiq of appreciating the rest of our lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us the tawfiq of becoming the true and obedient servants of yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you shower down your pleasure and rahmat upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you fill our hearts with your love and muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with contentment, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with love and muhabbat of yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with love and muhabbat for your creation, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with contentment, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with sincerity, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with shukr, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with sabr, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Bond us to yourself, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us that great and ya Allah, deep taluk with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your sincere and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us dependent on you alone, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us dependent on you alone, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, never make us dependent on any of the creation, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from dependency on any of the creation, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let's be dependent on you alone, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on Iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on Iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on Iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us with Iman, Ya Allah. Take us with Iman and Kamil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us with complete and perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, rise us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, rise us on the day of Qiyamah with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, with the Sahaba Kiram, with the Sahabiyat, with the entire, with the pious people of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us Iman, Ya Allah, death on Iman and Kamil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us a good death, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make that easy for all of us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, life is so uncertain, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have no idea till when we will be in this dunya, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let's be forever prepared for the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let our total focus be towards the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us a topic of righteous deeds, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from everything that displeases you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the unity in the families that we desire, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make everyone love one another, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give unity in the hearts and muhabbat in the hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Bless the children with the respect and the love and the obedience of their parents and grandparents, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts of grandparents and parents with love and muhabbat and shafqat and compassion and kindness for their children, for their grandchildren, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us the good, Ya Allah, of this world and the good of the hereafter, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, to becoming the unifying forces in our families, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever Rasulullah Sallallahu begged for, Ya Allah, we are also begging for all that good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi Sallallahu sought refuge from, Ya Allah, we are also seeking refuge, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them complete shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. Remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant prosperity to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant happiness to each one, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant contentment to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, whatever problems and difficulties anybody has, Ya Allah, you are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you remove all the problems and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever is the cry of each one's heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know the cry of each one's heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you fulfill their pious desires, Ya Allah. Fulfill their pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Fulfill their needs out of the ghib, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not make us muhtaj of anyone, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you guide us, Ya Allah. You guide us every step of our lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. You make us yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. You make us yours, Ya Allah. Let us be yours alone, Ya Allah. 
Let us be yours alone, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us, Ya Allah, looking at the makhluk, Ya Allah. Let our gazes be focused to you alone, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Let us become people of love, Ya Allah. Let us spread love, Ya Allah. Let us become uniting forces, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All the good that Nabi Islam begged for, Ya Allah, we also begging for all that good. And whatever Nabi Islam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, we also seeking refuge, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa ashabi ajma'in subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil